0: Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Born to Talk radio show podcast. I'm so glad to have you joining us today. And my guest today is Maritza Morales. Welcome to the show, Maritza. Hi, Marcia. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure, and just so that people know, you are the Executive Director of CARES. Now, that stands for something, and we're going to be talking about that, and you're going to hear about this wonderful nonprofit organization and what it means to patients and family members that are at the L.A. County USC Medical Center because it is truly remarkable, and I am really so happy to have you join me today. We'll be talking about kind of how you and I came to know about each other, but before we do, I like to have everyone sort of get to know who who is my guest? Who is Maritza? So, could you just tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I was
1: born and raised in Los Angeles, and I came to a medical magnet school not far from the medical center, and um During my first year there, I wanted to do something after school. I wanted to do something with my time. So I became a junior volunteer here at LACUSC Medical Center back in
0: 1996. Wow. Isn't that something? Who knew, (laughs) right? In 1996, there you are, a junior volunteer looking for something to do with your time. And who would think, all these continual years later you're still there, but you went out and got an education, too, I believe, right? I
1: did. I went. I continued school and I went on to Cal State LA and I graduated there with a Bachelor's of Arts in Child Development, and there I went. <laughs> I continued here for all that
0: time. That's that's a that's a terrific story. Who would have ever thought it, right? I it's, you you know you just never know where the road takes us. And I think we can all all of us, depending upon whatever it is we do, we can all relate to that. I, I tell people, jokingly, I've been talking since I've been walking. I didn't <laughs> know that I would end up on a radio, but I can tell you, learning, you know, having a conversation with people, whether I know them or they're total strangers in line at Costco, I'm definitely going to start a conversation with people because I think that's what unites us. And it certainly unites me. And it's certainly what gives me joy. So you mentioned that you um, started as a volunteer at CARES um, in your youth. But let's, let's start talking about CARES because CARES really does stand for something. So perhaps that's a good place for us to start. What does CARES stand for?
1: It stands for Center Auxiliary for Recruitment, Education, and Service.
0: Great. So there's probably a history behind this. Everybody has heard of USC. I'd like to think most of us have all heard about the USC Medical Center as well. So tell us a little bit about the history of this organization.
1: Okay. So it all started back in 1969 when our a volunteer, Betty Ann Hibbard, um, and the wife of Dr. Lester, she was a wife of Dr. Lester Hibbard, I, I'm sorry, was mm-hmm. asked by the medical director of LAC USC Medical Center and the dean of USC Medical School to actually start an auxiliary here at the medical center. Um, Betty Ann Hibbard asked for Maria Cole, Miss Nat King Cole, um, to actually help her start this, and together they founded CARES um, in February of 1969. CARES was incorporated as the Los Angeles County slash USC Medical Center Auxiliary by the state of California
0: as a nonprofit corporation. Well, that's tremendous. So it's been around a long time. So when you first started volunteering there, that's when it, um, it had already been in existence for quite some time, right? Yes, it
1: had. It had. It had been already. Actually, this past year, we celebrated our 50th year. Um, in wow. 2019, but yes, I started um, with CARES back in 1997, a year after I started volunteering. I um, went into the child care centers first. That was the first place I heard about CARES.
0: Isn't that something? So, isn't it interesting that that you started there? Did, did that, is that what um, convinced you to go get your bachelor's degree in this field? Did you know you wanted to do that prior to going as a volunteer?
1: Actually not. I, um, when I first came to the medical center, my goal was to actually be a doctor. Um, and I spent some time volunteering with patients up in the wards, um, talking to people, taking items to them. And then I was asked if I wanted to volunteer with children. And I said, sure, why not? I'll give it a try. And I started volunteering in the child care center shortly after.
0: Are you yourself from a big family? Did you, w- were you the the big sister to other um siblings?
1: No, I'm the I'm the youngest of two, but I okay. always liked caring for children. Babysitting, any little thing, cousins, um I would love doing that.
0: That's I don't think that, that's innate. I don't think you can grow to want to do that i think that that's something that's internal and i i think that that's probably why you found your calling there because it was probably something that you knew you always wanted to do and i think that's just terrific and it's interesting that nat king cole's wife was involved in this way back in the day that that's i didn't know that that's that's really cool so and so we we've heard a little bit about the history, and now we I would really like to really spend this whole show, frankly, talking about about the program itself and who you serve and the different programs and services that you provide. So why don't we start there, and we'll see where this where this journey takes us. So <laughs> who does Cares serve? Who who do you provide service to?
1: Our primary mission is to provide service and items to patients of the LAC USC Medical Center.
0: Oh, this now this is very interesting. I heard this I that was an interesting response. So not only do you provide services, but you said in that same breath that you provide items as well, which I think is going to be very interesting um, as we proceed through this um, show as to what those items might be. So you provide um, services and items to the people that come through the medical center, the USC Medical Center. And that medical center has been around a very, very long time, hasn't it? It has a very long history.
1: It does. We actually went from the old General Hospital, the one that used to be featured on General Hospital Soap Opera, to a new state-of-the-art um, buildings about 10 years ago now, more than 10 years ago. But it, the General Hospital has been around for at least forever. 100 years, if not more, yeah, forever.
0: Yeah. Is the medical center, how close is it in proximity to USC itself, to the university? Is it close by?
1: Well, to the main campus it is. It's probably about five to six miles away. Uh, we're very okay. close to downtown. Uh, this area mm-hmm. is considered Boyle Heights by some. By others, it's considered East Los Angeles.
0: Yes, that, that's true. And and you're right about that. I, um, Depending upon, like yourself, I also was born and raised here. And... Uh, it's true i I didn't think about um it being in Boyle Heights or like you say um east l a but that that's that helps me to understand that so we're gonna kind of delve into this so let's let's talk um that's what this is all about it's a talk <laughs> show how do you what you, how do you, go figure that out so <laughs> tell us about the um the programs and the services that you provide because that's obviously your what your what your what your nonprofit is, and it is a nonprofit. That's what this is all about. So so let's talk a little bit about your programs and services.
1: So we offer free childcare. We offer we have a music program for patients as well. We have a holiday giving program. We have a patient crisis fund. We have um, heart cough pillows that are given away to patients. Um, we also renovate areas of the hospital. Um, hmm. We run gift shops, a coffee bar, a thrift shop. Yeah. Wow,
0: a lot. You know, it's funny. You you said something that, that resonated with me, and that is, frankly, how I came to know about you, and I'd like to thank Catherine Russell for that for that um, opportunity to know about your organization, because this past holiday season our uh, Playa Venice Sunrise Rotary went to Build-A-Bear. Now, I don't have grandchildren. I've never been to Build-A-Bear. I knew it was in the (laughs) mall, but, frankly, I didn't even know what what a -A Build-A-Bear meant. But we went into Build-A-Bear, a a, a large group of us, I think there were about 15, 15, 16 of us, and you go into a -A Build-A-Bear, and you select your bear, and you select what they wear and what they sort of represent. Well, if anybody knows anything about me, you know that my brand, besides my mouth, are my shoes, because Chuck's is what I live in, and I don't even (laughs) want to tell you how many pairs I have because I bought two more this past weekend. But that be aside, so when I walked in to the Build-A-Bear, the first thing I saw was a pair of chucks. I thought, well, whatever I'm building, it's going to have <laughs> chucks on it. And the purpose of building these bears, and 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 the part the part about I mean, really I'm touching my heart as I say this, Marissa, and that is one of the things that you do when you have built your whole bear, is you get to put a heart inside it. And they said you can put your heart. well, will in, we'll insert the heart inside it, a little felt heart. That's how we close up the bear. Or, if you'd like, we can put a heart inside this little plastic heart, and it beats when the child holds the heart, the the bear, close to them. Now, the bear might look like a unicorn. I mean, the bear can look like a lot of different things. So, of course, we all chose a plastic heart that could beat. And so that was then in, inserted in, inside this Oh, this bear, I think, that was dressed up like Wonder Woman or something with the <laughs> chunks on. And, and then you hold it and you think, oh, my gosh, this is going to go to some kid. And you could just feel the love from your, for yourself to the bear. And then you thought, but it's not. It's so much more. It's going to go to a child at CARES through Maritza's program at the holiday time of the year. And I don't, I don't know how many bears we built that day because I think we built a lot of extra ones. I think there were about 30 bears that went to you guys. That was really special, and I was so pleased to be a, to be a part of that. And uh, I want, so I want to thank you for the opportunity to provide service to you. That's great. No, thank
1: you, Marsha, because in addition to the holiday giving program as well, is these go to patients when hospitalized patients, sometimes they're in isolation, sometimes it's their birthday and they're hospitalized and they may not be able to get gifts or they just want something that they can hold with them and keep with them. And they're given this build the bear They're giving it, given to them in this nice box that it comes in with a nice note and everything. And it just means the world
0: to them. I bet it does. And you know something? It's really interesting. And I don't know. As an adult, I, I tell people I'm a 70-year-old millennial. As an adult, <laughs> holding that bear in my, up to my chest, it meant something to me. And I would imagine there are probably not only ill children at at the u s c Medical center, but also um there could be adults that might hold yes. a bear of uh, something in their in their arms that are being isolated from their children or for whatever reasons brings them to this county hospital because no one is turned away, and I think that is what's so important for people to understand about a, a a county hospital if you are in need you are not going to be denied and that says a lot as well and you're located in a very underserved part of the la county um sit um area and i think that that also says an awful lot about the things that that you do um Let's talk about, I, I'm, I was looking at um, your website, and I'm going to just tell people now, and I'll certainly mention it once again. But for those of you that would like to visit the um, website that we're talking about right now, it's really easy. It's LAC, which is which we know is L.A. County. So it's LAC, U.S.C. CARES c a r e s dot org, l a c u s c u s c I'm so sorry. Let me not let me say this correctly. l a c u s s c c a r e s dot o r g and I'll make sure that it goes into the blog as well, um, or it's so that people, if they're just driving and they're not taking, they're not writing the pen out, they can find it <laughs> later. But on your website, you have some just wonderful programs and all kinds of services that you provide. Uh, why don't we i'd like to I'd like to talk about some of these um, programs that I've seen on your website. Can we talk a little bit about your pediatric reading program? Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, so we have
1: a retired school teacher who actually started this program many years ago Um, and it's actually a a reading program where um, volunteers come in and read at the bedside with the patients, with the children. They'll lend out books or they will also give out books to the children for them to keep. Many times again, if they're in isolation, they may not be able to come out and enjoy the playroom that is up there for them but they get a book to keep, they get a book to take home, or they get someone to sit with them and read to them stories during the day.
0: That's beautiful. And these children, we're just going to talk about children right now because you have a lot of adult um, programs as well, but oftentimes these children have siblings yes. and this is a family in crisis. If you're in a hospital, you're not there to get your nails done. This is, this is, this is a time of, for many families, a trauma, something that's, that's serious and scary. And you may have your little brother, little sister, big brother, big sister in that hospital, and you may need some help, too. And I would imagine that because you offer so many programs, and, and like I said, we're going to talk about the child care programs in a moment as well, that those children, those siblings, they benefit too, don't they?
1: Oh, they do. We try to give them as much support as well or services, whether it be in the child care center, or sometimes they need a gift too because so much of the parent's time is maybe having to be involved with the patient who is sick, and the child, the sibling, sometimes feels left out. So sometimes right. they will also get a build a bear, or they will also get books to take home, or um, they also get to participate and visit with the sibling from time to time, if that's allowed with the in the area where the patient is at.
0: Right. I think that that's. I think that that is really important and i think that it it's 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 an understatement to not recognize that um the family is in crisis whether it's that grandchild that's in the hospital or it's your child or your niece or nephew you know everyone is experiencing the 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 fear and and also the joy because children do come out of the hospital and they do get they do Receive treatment and they can become well again. But during that time, I can see where that's really, really important. Even like you said, the lending library, there are so many wonderful books written for children, even about subjects like, you know, my sister's in the hospital, you know, and it can be at a level Mm -hmm. where a three year old is just looking at pictures and touching pictures. It's just an expression, and I think that's beautiful. But you have a one of the other things I noticed on your site was you have a pediatric diabetic clinic. Um, so what are the ages of children that would, I guess, of all the children, do, if do how old are you when you come to um, to um, these programs?
1: So this pediatric diabetic, diabetes clinic is for pre-adolescents um, that are at risk or borderline of diabetes and heart disease. So they've We had a grant with USC Good Neighbors, and what they did is they're teaching these teens how to change their lifestyle so they can lead a healthier lifestyle by giving them um, different choices of exercise, giving them things to help them meditate, maybe gardening. They teach them about nutrition. They did some cooking classes. And just pretty much they're teaching them how to change their lifestyle so they can be healthy, and they're involving the family as a whole.
0: Oh, that's it is a family affair, isn't it? You 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 it can't is. touch one without touching everybody. And I so pre-adolescent. So are we? Where what what age is that? Does that eleven? Probably
1: about 12, 11, 12, 12 13, 13, more two, or less.
0: Okay, and up t- to seventeen. Seventeen, because at eighteen they become an adult. I get that. Correct. Right. And so, can they go back and fo- do they have to be admitted, or is this something that they can come back and forth? To, to work on with people. So they do this out of the
1: outpatient clinic? So they come oh, okay. now they're they're coming once a month. They're coming in for their class. They touch bases. It's like a a, a six week course or something like that. They're redesigning the program now. It used to be a six week uh-huh. course where they would come in once a week and it would be a different topic each each week. Um, and then they nice. would touch on what can they do instead? Um, to help themselves so
0: i think that's just great so you can really i mean this is this is terrific you don't have to physically be admitted into the into the medical center you can be like you said an outpatient which i think is wonderful what about the um, prevention injury program what can you tell me about that program
1: So that one we have where, you know what, children come in, they get hurt riding a bicycle, riding a scooter. We want to prevent those accidents from happening again. So we will give them, if the doctor refers them, a bicycle helmet for them to use so we can avoid seeing them again. Um, There's also other things that um, can be given to them like to safeguard maybe things on the windows for young children, um, outlet covers. Um, things to avoid them getting hurt by getting into, like, medicine cabinets. Uh, so different things wow. depending on what the family is coming in for or what the patient is coming in for. Then we try to provide them something that would keep them safe so that they don't return to the emergency room.
0: That So that's, that is so cool. So do, does every patient that comes, like particularly children, we'll just talk since we're talking about children, do they get assigned like a, a case management person, a social worker, or some kind of person like that that evaluates the need of that particular child that says, oh, well, you were riding a skateboard and you weren't wearing a helmet or you just broke your arm, you know, so we need to talk about is, is, is how, does, how do they get the services?
1: So it's not every patient, unfortunately, because there's so many patients that come in through the emergency room, but those, um, we try to educate the social workers and give them that as an option, as a tool for parents, or if a parent will say, I'm not able to provide this for my child, then the social workers reach out to CARES, either um, from the doctors making a referral for a helmet or something of this, or uh, for a patient crisis fund,
0: Oh, that's 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 really good. And you know, since since you mentioned the patient crisis fund, I'm pre, I'm making a presumption. So you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Many of the people that you see at the um, medical center are are people that don't have a great deal of money to care for for themselves. And so this crisis fund is that something that people donate to, where there's then money to help them. How does the crisis fund work?
1: It does. We we rely a lot on donations, but sometimes they don't always come. So CARES sets aside a certain amount of money for us to use, but we always can use donations because what we set aside is very minimal compared to the need. Mm-hmm. Um, the need is so great, and you're right. It's people who we serve the low-income population, and a lot of them don't have money for their for their food, or they don't have money to pay a utility bill, and they need light for their machine to be on, or whatever it may be, or they need help paying mm-hmm. rent. Yeah.
0: Yes. You know, you you just said it. I mean, so so eloquently. You know, those of us that don't have to worry about those things, we just put the light on. Exactly. We run our computer. We run our heat we run our air conditioner we got the tv going we got the ipad on we do all these things but if you need services because you need a machinery to help you maybe an oxygen machine and now that's plugged in 24 7 and now your electric bill is more than you can afford what do you do and i just i i think that the services that you provide are just they're just phenomenal you also have something on your um, site talking about patient relations program. What, what can you tell me about that? So
1: we have some um, very few now, but we have patient visitors who go around and visit patients. We have one person who has been doing it for over 60 years, and she actually sits at the bedside of um, palliative care patients who are very end-of-life end of Patients, they're mm-hmm. ready to die, and unfortunately, may not have family with them. And she will come in and just hold their hand, and just sit with them or talk to them.
0: Is she featured on your website? Is she the lady <laughs> in the red vest? She is. <laughs> what, well, let's 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 call her by name. Is her what is her name? Elia.
1: Okay. Elia right? Oh, Elia.
0: Well, bless her, because. I can see by her beautiful smile that if somebody is truly at that stage of, as you mentioned, palliative care where they're just, it's hospice, it's just helping them transition to their next place. How lovely to have somebody be so generous with their time. I i think that that is, that's really special, really, really special. Um we ha- let's talk. Let's talk now in this in this next half an hour specifically about your child care programs because, as you said, that's kind of where you started, which I think <laughs> is so awesome. I mean, I I really do think that it's just tremendous. So let's talk about your child care services and your programs. You have such a beautiful picture on your website of one of your sites it just looks like some place that every child would want to be i've been looking at the very hungry caterpillar climbing up a wall you know <laughs> and and those of us that have grown children that are older than you you know we remember that book we remember those 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 pleasant happy times but for these children these can be maybe not so pleasant happy times maybe moms in the hospital maybe grandma grandpas in the hospital and they just can't be left home alone so let's, let's talk about um, your, your programs and, and, and who you serve in your child care centers. What are their ages?
1: So, so we serve children from birth through age 11. Um, in both of our, we have two child care centers. One is located in the inpatient tower, and one is located in the clinic tower. So both very accessible to where patients have the most need. I and you're right, we do serve a lot of children who, you know, their parents may be sick, their their grandparent may be sick, whether they're coming for a medical appointment or they're coming to visit a loved one. They're being left for the very first time a lot of time, times. And the parent has mm-hmm. no other place to leave them, and they're forced to leave them with with us. And the child is having a really hard time. But we provide such nurturing care that allows the child to feel at least comfortable in staying with us, and the parents feel comfortable in leaving the children with us as well.
0: Because you know something? That's important too. You're in crisis. Your husband, your wife, whomever um, is in the hospital, you want to be with them. You want to be by the bedside. You want to be able to speak to the doctors. You want to be supportive. You've got to go to work. Oh, my gosh, now you have to go to work, and you have a a toddler at home, and how are you supposed to go to work when mom's in the hospital? I mean, I can see tremendous advantages of why this is so important at any given time. I mean, are you open seven days a week? What are the hours of something like your child care center?
1: We're only open um, Monday through Friday, unfortunately, 6.30 a.m. Oh. until 5.15. Um, and we are a license-exempt uh, facility, meaning that the parents do have to be here on grounds at all times. But uh-huh. for the most part, when, like, say a dad comes to visit his wife, who maybe is is receiving treatment and she's hospitalized, then he pretty much will stay The entire time and visit with her For as long as he can And Mm -hmm. will not be going to work Or they're coming for their appointment They're coming for their infusion treatment Because they're cancer patients That usually takes anywhere from 6 to 8 hours So for that entire time
0: The parent can have their child Be cared for for free I, I, I don't think that can be Understated For free And uh, what I, where nothing's free. I mean, in in today's society, nothing's free. Just parking there costs a fortune. Nothing is free, and and to to know that your your children who are, you know, maybe a a, a I don't even know what I mean. Trauma can can happen, and anxiety and depression and. Fear can happen at any age. I don't want to say, oh, now that you're two, you get to feel those things, when maybe really at six months you're sensing that something is not right. So um, I'm looking at your your website again, and I'm seeing the different kinds of things that that you offer, including a literature-based curriculum. You have all kinds of things that you offer there, don't you, and nutrition.
1: Yes. Yes, we do. We fortunately have staff that are either experienced in the area, whether by years of, of doing this or by their schooling, but we don't just have the children in one area and just watch them. We actually do activities for them. We do want them to have experiences in different areas, so we read to them. We do writing. We do science. We do math. We go outside and play. It. it gets a little challenging sometimes because of just the age mm-hmm. groups but the teachers do a wonderful job in breaking down the children into groups and saying we're going to work with the infants and we're going to have them play at the carpet and have them socialize with other infants we're going to take the children outside we're going to do playdo which is so popular for the children anything mm-hmm. that they can get messy with they love
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course and it it takes their mind off of the worry and meanwhile, the adults that these children are related to they have are able to take their mind off of their children and be be there to um, be there with their loved one while they know their children um, are are taking advantage of but if you are a twelve year old um, is there is there maybe you don't want to leave your 12-year-old home alone. Is there really not a place that the, that the 12-year-old can go um, on your campuses and your sites? Is they usually accompany the them? parent.
1: They usually okay. accompany the parent. We've made some exceptions depending on where the parent is going. But we have found, mm-hmm. you know, once they reach a certain age, they don't want to be with the babies, as they call them.
0: Yes. We have so many uh-huh. little
1: ones. But we will offer them other things for them to take with them to do, maybe a workbook. Maybe they like to draw. We can give them that. And depending on the area that we're visiting, we try to contact the area directly. Anything to try to well, that, help this family.
0: Yes. Well, you know what also also just occurred to me? How old do you have to be to be a, um, a junior volunteer? And uh, 14 years
1: old with CARES. Okay. We have some junior volunteers, and then um, through okay. the Med Center, I believe now they are at 16 years of age.
0: Okay, so for, so at the Med Center they have to be 16. At CARES, perhaps, and I know I'm not going to hold you to that. Perhaps as young <laughs> as 14. So Correct. it's it's possible that that 14 year old nurturing sister that has siblings that are seven and nine, perhaps she could be with her siblings in a situation like that. And, I mean, I don't know if that ever happens, but I could sort of visualize that as a possibility if they've been trained and prepared or or does it get too complicated if their siblings are also there.
1: No, actually. Well, we've had it work both ways. Sometimes they don't want their siblings around and sometimes they love the fact that their sibling is there. We've had children that we've cared for and then they come back and they say, well, I want to volunteer here because you took care of me and I want to give back.
0: I, I bet you that that is not uncommon. I could it really see wh- wh- where that could happen. What are some of the projects that you are currently working on um, through your child care center?
1: Um, through our child care center overall, it's just, it's always a, a every day is different for us. We never know <laughs> okay. exactly how many children to expect um, because oh. we are a drop-in child care center. So we do serve. Some children of employees here at the medical center, they are uh-huh. with the fee or reduced fee because, again, we are um, – our mission is to help patients get medical care. Well, if there are no employees at the clinic because due to child care reasons, then the patient cannot be served. So we have extended our child care services to employees. Um and so every day is a little different, as I mentioned. Some day we might have 25 children enrolled. Another day we have 15 children enrolled. We just look at how the ages of the children that we have, and we don't o- go over capacity for the each age Which group, so that we can. So for infants, well, it's yeah, uh huh. And for Sorry. infants, it's one to three, so one adult for every three infants. For toddlers, it's one to six. And then for preschoolers, it's one to eight. And generally during the year, we have children under five. Um, and then during the summer vacation, spring break, winter break, that the children are off from school, that's when we see more of the school-age children.
0: I see. But you are, you are you capped out? I mean, is there, um, I presume that you can get to a point where there's X amount of children there and you really can't, because it is a drop you, you right you is there a is there like a magic number? I know that your adult to child ratios are there, but is there a number where it's like you know we've got twenty kids in here, and unless somebody's going to leave, I'm so sorry to tell you we were to capacity. Is there a number that you look at there is twenty five mm-hmm. usually
1: is the magic number um okay. and if we have a lot more older children, then the number gets higher. I see. But only when we have older children. When we have infants, we need to really provide appropriate care for sure. them so it's always less.
0: Yes, I would I would think so. So if, if you're a preschooler, you can have one staff person for eight preschoolers. Is that did I understand you correctly?
1: That's correct, yes.
0: Okay. And are they limited to how long they can stay? So depending
1: on the area that they go to, typically if it's the parent who's receiving the medical care, then they can. if they come in at 6.30, they technically have until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Whoa. (laughs) Yes, because we want them to finish their medical appointment. And for the most part here at the county, even though it is a work in progress and some clinics are a lot quicker or less impacted by the number of patients that they um, see a day, um, other clinics, it can take two hours. Some places can take an hour, but for some of the other areas or if they're coming to the emergency room, sometimes it's an all-day thing, so we mm-hmm. can care for them the entire time, and then when they're visiting, we give them an hour at a time to go up and visit just so we can care for as many patient, um, as many people as possible, um, but if they're visiting a sick child, we usually give them two to three hours at a time so they can be by the bedside of their child, that's sick.
0: Nice. So I'm thinking about a scenario. You are a person on dialysis, and mm-hmm. you're coming to the medical center for your treatment. and your husband has to go to work, and you've got um, toddlers. you've You've got children that are, you know, under preschool age. they're they're not going to school. Would they be able to be in your center for that period of time that they're receiving their dialysis? Can those children be there for that kind of experience?
1: Yes, they can. That's, who, that's wow. exactly who we're here for. We want the, we want the parents to get better, and that's mm-hmm. one way that we can support them, by giving them the free child care for the entire time that they're receiving medical treatment.
0: Wow. So you don't have to be admitted to take advantage. You could be coming in for an appointment and, and be able to take advantage of this help, which is great. And I also like what you said a little earlier, which I really thought was wonderful, when you talked about the outpatient program for those 11- um, to 17-year-olds that can, that can be involved in that diabetic clinic. Are there other outpatient opportunities that young people can be involved in.
1: Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. I can't think of something. Okay. That's the only well, if you, that think that of we it, have you can something let me, me know.
0: Mhm. Yeah. You can let me know. But so let me ask you this. Obviously, you need to make money to keep this in operation. Are there any special events that that help sponsor what you do?
1: Um. We have, we pretty much are writing out for grants, is what we do. Um, But we also have our gift shops and our coffee bar. Those are really what brings in the revenue aside from donations. We recently wrote um, two grants for our uh, renovation of our pediatric emergency room that was in dire need of a a facelift. So that's our big project that we're working on now.
0: But the, okay, and this is the pediatric.
1: Um, emergency room. What is it
0: again? Room. So emergency room. That's so interesting to me because just by what I was understanding, and I don't think I understand, understood this as completely, when you say we, do you mean that CARES is part of helping the emergency room that's physically on the campus at the USC Medical Center? Correct. So part of wow. our history and what
1: we've been known for is to renovate different areas of the medical center um, to make them more comfortable for the patients as well. We did palliative care suites, two of them, where the people that are dying, their family can be there, stay overnight, they have a place to sleep and it's very quiet. It's a a nicer design where Mm -hmm. it's more calm and relaxing for the person who's there accompanying the person who is
0: dying. And let me let me grasp the re- the responsibilities of you my friend Marissa. Does all of this fall under your umbrella? It does.
1: <laughs> but well, I have great okay. staff. I have a great okay. development director who does a lot for us who was previously the executive director. So she helps okay. me so much and teaches me along the way because there's so much that what's goes her- on here.
0: Oh my gosh, what's her name? margie delinsky margie delinsky way to go margie i think you've got a (laughs) protege here Uh, tell me tell me a little bit about your gift shop because i know that you do have a gift shop so let, let me hear a little bit about that
1: so we have two hospital gift shops one is inside of the old hospital Uh, Still serving a lot of the employees that are here in these offices, as well as some of the community that comes out um, and attends classes here that are offered through the Wellness Center. And then we have our main gift shop that's located in the newer buildings. We have gift items. We have sundries. We have snacks. We have drinks. We have all sorts of things in there. (laughs) You do,
0: because I'm looking at the picture, and you have jewelry, and you have candles, and it's quite lovely, I must say. (laughs) Do those proceeds come back to your general fund for CARES? It does.
1: All proceeds benefit, come back to us, and then we in turn use it for services for the patients here.
0: Whoa, that's pretty cool. Um, I presume that that you probably... Would not turn down um, a donation a financial donation, and like I said, um, I will once again remind people that this is l a c u s c c a r e s dot org and there are places within your website to certainly make a donation um, but do you do you also collect i mean you know I, we've all heard of The Salvation Army and Goodwill and things like that Do you also collect Items that people could contribute
1: Oh yes Definitely we also have a thrift shop And in that thrift shop We sell some of the items that are Donated but the main purpose Of that area is to Gather clothing for our our patients that are getting discharged That maybe may not have clothes to go home in Imagine coming into the emergency room You're coming in because you're a trauma They're having to cut your clothes open And maybe you're not from the area Maybe you don't have family here You're going to need clothes to go home in And we're able to provide Mm -hmm. that for them through our thrift shop So clothing, especially men's clothing, shoes We're always in need of that
0: Is the way, is, is, how do do people that are listening to this saying, gosh, I have so many men's clothing that doesn't fit my husband, my son, my whomever any longer, how would they get them to you? Do you, you don't, you don't have a a bus or, I mean, a van or something that picks them up. They have to bring it to you, I presume.
1: Typically, they bring it to us, and I know sometimes that's, a little bit out of the ways for some people If it's a large amount Like say if you you tell your friends Oh you know what I heard about this great place That needs clothing And they all gather it together We will go and pick up If it's a large amount oh. um, Okay. Or they can drop it off here to the medical center They can call us to our main number um, 323-409-6941 And we can just make it easy Where they just pull in Drop off their donation and leave. They don't even have to get out of their car.
0: Oh, that's fabulous! Well, you've just provided the phone number. Okay, I realize that if you're living in New York, that's not going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> but would you mind, would you like to give your address as well? If they if they were going to do just exactly what you've just said, where 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 would they where would they arrive?
1: So our main address is 1200 North mm-hmm. State Street, and it's in Los Angeles, California mm-hmm. 90033 and again mm-hmm. if they call us we'd be more than happy to give them directions, make arrangements Perfect. if they want to park and come inside, anything.
0: Oh, I think that's great. Anything you can do to make it easier for people is obviously what they were going to what they're going to want to do and I think that that's that's really terrific to be able to do that. Um it sounds like, and then, so, you, so you've, got, you've got gift shops, you have a thrift shop, then you have a coffee bar, so my gosh, you must have a big team. I, I, I certainly hope you have a big team. Do you have a big team of people that work with you?
1: We have about 40 staff, and then we have okay. about, um, let's see, about 30 to 40 um, board members, um, okay. So we all, one way or another, we make it work, <laughs> and we Isn't just that our staff is great. Yes,
0: you you couldn't you couldn't possibly function without them. That is absolutely the truth. I mean, you just you couldn't. But you you do welcome volunteers, and you mentioned that lovely lady um, that goes and and speaks. So, if somebody is in that community, or they're not. Maybe they're retired. Maybe they've just got a lot of time on their hands and they're listening to this show. And um uh, by the way, I happen to really love your logo. I I I think your logo is so um what's the word? It it it, it pulls you in. It feels like arms around the word R and it's cares. And there's just something that that draws you in. I, I think it's a beautiful logo. And I think that if somebody is listening, they could certainly get in touch with you, right, and and contact. Is it Vivian? Um, she's your volunteer coordinator, and they could make arrangements to just help. I'm sure you wouldn't turn them down, would you? Oh, not at all. We need volunteers for all areas.
1: We need volunteers to visit with the patients, to help us, um, in our thrift store, or also, mm-hmm. too, we, we are just starting um, a mobile food pantry. We have partnered with the Los Angeles Regional Food Bank, and they just came out and did their first visit, where they bring this truck fully loaded of food, and the patients can go around and select the food that they want. And this, that was just such an incredible experience, and we'll need volunteers for that as well to help people to their cars, to help them bag their items, to register people. Volunteers are always needed here. You know,
0: the the tagline to my show is conversations plus connections equals community. Did you work with Gianna Kendall from the LA Food Bank?
1: No, I Does didn't. I of, worked
0: with Hilda okay. Ayala. Okay, um, I because. As it turns out, by happenstance, I ran into Gianna in my neighborhood and we just started talking. What started about talking about my shoes, frankly, and her <laughs> shoes. And it resulted in the fact that she is executive. She's not the executive director of the food bank, so I must say that isn't her position but she's very directly connected to the food bank and she's going to be joining me at the end of next month, talking about what they do at the food bank. And I know locally our LAX food pantry sends food to the food bank, but for the food bank then to bring that to you guys and to, I mean, that's just, that's just another fabulous connection. And I, I just, it's just another one of the wonderful things that, that you do. And, you know when I think about what we do in our lives and I think about, you know, what what you do in your lives and 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 how you are so involved. I don't even know how you balance. I don't know if you've taken up yoga like I have where you can just <laughs> you know, take a deep breath. How do you how do you balance all that you do where you are so um your job is has so many responsibilities and I understand you have a big team, but they're looking at you. Do you do you do? What does your self care look like? What do you do to replenish yourself?
1: It is so funny. I sleep.
0: <laughs> that's all I well, do. Well, you know what? And that's the weekends. <laughs> that's important. Yeah. You know, some that you know that's really funny that you say that because a lot of people that have the amount of responsibilities that you have have trouble doing that. So the fact mm. that you can do it, high five to you. <laughs> so, I do with, but with, you're yeah. right I have a great
1: team and we, we just work very well together and they're all just passionate about this so that really helps That's, I bet
0: it is so, so I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking okay I know what I like about what I do I mean I do I know that I, I live each week for the opportunity to share somebody's story particularly in the nonprofit world. But, you know, I have a lot of authors. I have a lot of people um, that do a lot of things that they're very passionate about. And, frankly, if you're not passionate about what it is you do, you probably wouldn't want to be on my show anyway. But uh, I think that passion is what, what draws us all together. And, so when you look at your life and you look at your job of responsibilities, what is it that you just love most about what you do?
1: Oh, my gosh. I love the fact that it's something different, that I'm able to help people in so many different ways. I love going home and feeling the sense of I help somebody. And it may not have been directly. I wasn't there to take care of their child maybe, but I was there mm-hmm. to help oversee this, or even when I was caring for the children, being able to help those that really have a need. I love being able to do that.
0: I'm sure you do. And you know what? If you weren't doing a job, because, because I basically what I understood you to say is that you love to help, whether I, it's directly or it's indirectly, because you have a staff and they can suffer from burnout just like anybody else. And they need to know how they can take care of themselves. I have a very, very, very dear and close friend of mine that's sort of my personal guru. And one of the things that he believes so important, that's so important, and I suppose that's where yoga also comes into this, is that there are times where he will go to agencies, organizations, places like yours, and say, let's just take some time. Let's bring your staff together. Maybe you have a a monthly staff meeting or however you pull your staff together or your board of directors or whatever, and let's just spend some time breathing. Let's just spend some time. We're hearing so much about mindfulness today. You can't go anywhere and not hear the term mindfulness and stillness and the ability to support each other. We live in Los Angeles. We had a major, major trauma to our city a week ago. And while you may or may not be a sports fan and you may never have watched a Laker game, you can't not know the name Kobe Bryant. I don't care where you live in this country – or even internationally, this man spoke multiple languages. He, he lived in Italy for a good part of his childhood. And, and to recognize that this was a trauma that went across all of us in, in different levels, and not just Kobe, and not just his daughter, but those other families that will forever be changed, finding a way to find peace and stillness, And gratitude during such a crisis time, um, I I, I brought that up about my guru because he understands how important it is to be grateful and to take those deep breaths and to have those shoulders not be up around your ears because, I mean, yeah, that's what I meant to say, because you're so stressed out because something has just happened, and we all have it in our lives, whether it's, a staffing issue, whether it's a very sick patient, whether it's somebody that's just come into the emergency room, whatever that might be, you know, we're all affected by crisis in some form. And I I hope that as you continue to mentor your staff that you can find ways that allow you to find some peaceful way of just saying collectively, let's just all sit here in this chair and let's just, take an inhale of four, count to four, and hold it for four in through your nose and exhale it through your mouth. And do that three or four times. Or get outside and take in some fresh air. I think that that replenishes us. I, I can't help but talk about this because I guess it's become so important to me in what I do because Doing this radio show is not the only thing that I do, and I try to stay in balance, just like what you said. You know, I think you joked when you laughed when when you when I said self-care and you said sleep. I actually think that that's fabulous. And, you know, for a lot of people, getting enough rest is not what most adults do. or Or eating appropriately and healthy. I can put my hand up in the air and point to myself and say, well, I could sure do a better job of that, or drinking a little bit more water. I could sure do a better job of that. And if we just sort of collectively remind ourselves of that, while we're giving so much care to everyone around us in your, in your line of work, your, your volunteers, your staff, your people in these child care centers, or in the coffee bar, or in the gift shop, or in the, or in the, um, the uh, thrift shop, those folks all need to take some time to drink some water, right? and yes. take a deep breath as well and and recognize that we're all in service, which is how I met you. because I'm in a service organization, and our service organization wanted to support you, but we need to remember, to support ourselves so i'm glad that what you feel is so important about what you do is helping others i i think that 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 must really warm your heart
1: it really does i
0: imagine so (laughs) is there any other final thoughts you'd like us to know before we say goodbye at the end of this fabulous show
1: No, but I would like to thank you for having me on and for spreading the word about CARES and all that we do. We're a very small organization, but we do do a lot, and we're so proud of it.
0: Well, you may be small in your size, but you're large in your giving. And I know from working with a lot of different other nonprofit organizations, organizations, whether it's Girl Scouts or it's any of these national charities that, that, that find places to, to give. You know, we, we all know you and I live in the same city. There's, a, there's an enormous homeless population. And sometimes just gathering together a bunch of hygiene things or a bunch of socks or just those dishes that you just don't want anymore. My God, what, you don't even use them. Why not get them over to your thrift shop? Let somebody buy them and let that money go into the good work that you are doing to help support others. Why not just do that? This may be the day where you decide, I hadn't really thought of that. I have a lot of things in my home that I'm not using. And after listening to Marissa talk about all of the different things that you do the pediatric reading program, the lending program, the child care centers, free people, it's free. You know, why not do something that could just make you feel better? And like you said, you know, it, it, you've given us the address, you can make this really simple carpool get together with a few of your girlfriends or your or your condo group wherever you live and say let's just pull some stuff together let's get it in the car let's drive down there let's call them tell them we're coming they'll meet us they'll remove it easy peasy how much how much easier could you make it for somebody and if you want to go and read if you want to go and volunteer why not why not help you I I think what you do is wonderful, Maritza, and I just, obviously it's been a passion since you were a teenager, and I just want to congratulate you for all that you do to make a difference for families that you may never know what you've done to make life better for them. You may never know. That's true. So with with that, I will let you get on to your busy day because I know (laughs) I've taken an hour out of your time. And I'm just grateful for this opportunity, and, and let's do this again. Let's let's find a time, maybe at the end of the year. I think that would be a great time to do this again, and talk about your holiday giving. I think that would be awesome if we just talked about that, and and, and visit once another once other once. I uh, really, Marcia. Each other once again, which is, try, which is what I 'm trying to say. so thank you so much again for being my guest today, and just so that you know next week, so today I 've had Maritza. next week I 'm having Marissa and Marissa <laughs> Pier is um, oh she is, she is a dynamo. There's going to be an event in our city once again, you and I, called the Best Life Expo. And it's a fabulous um, place for people to come and get a lot of information. And she she lives between London and Los Angeles, and she is one of the featured um, speakers and organizers on the um, Best Life Expo that we'll be having here in March. So that will be what next week's show was all about because everybody's got a story, right? That's how it works in my <laughs> life. So thank you once again, and I'm going to play a little bit of music that takes us out. Everybody, Hug the one you're with, and let them know you love them. Until next time, everybody, bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye.